0: For real sports fans seventeen hundred the champ
1: all
2: right, welcome back Ken
1: Miller show seventeen hundred the champ Trent and I take you for the next hour. Glad you're with us here is uh, we talk sports with you. Zuba Mahente is coming up in fact we're going to do only a real short segment here, don't you think?
2: yeah, Maybe we're gonna fire through in this. here
1: uh you know I want to ask you about k State I don't know about you yes. I've not seen a lot of K-State football this year. Not as much as it seems like right? I normally do. I'm with you. They need this win for bowl eligibility. Yeah, they do. Yes. Um, of course, the big talkers, is Bill Snyder and is this going to be his last you know, trip as a as a football coach back into the state of Iowa and obviously head coach now. I don't know. I think that probably more likely than not. I mean, the man is getting older. Um a lot of a lot of uh, Wildcat fans think it's time for a change. Oh, absolutely, a lot of people think that he deserves uh, to call his own shot and go out when he wants. And to an extent, I I get that, but I don't think that that's really because he wants the shot to be a son. I know, and I I, I don't think that's that's an option. Right, right. Um, but this K State team, I, I was I'll do I will give him credit, beating Texas Tech. Uh, they mm-hmm. scored, uh, kicked a lot of field goals, had a safety, only one touchdown. Scholar Thompson was. Anything but great in the football game. Iowa State's got a better roster.
3: No, oh, yeah. This is, they're a lot better football team. But the ghosts of 10 I straight know, years i know trent in devastating fashion, a banged-up Iowa State team that mm. has taken a step back defensively, and all of a sudden you look up, oh, boy, there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter, yeah. and here we are. It's
1: 17-16, and
3: but they're not K-State's up,
1: driving. Oh, I know. But they're, but they're going to catch a huge break as far as the quality of receivers they're going to face this week. As far as the quarterback they're going to face this week, their the running backs good, um, but during this ten year run, I know Iowa State's had games where they've been better. Yes, but in the
3: scoreboard they lose. Uh-huh. That that lingers, and it's lingering with the fan base. I've I've caught a lot of that Have already you? this week. Trepidation, really? Oh yeah, because of Bill Snyder, B- because of not Bill Snyder, K State, just the purple and silver mm-hmm. and the Power Cat logo, and stupid things happen in this game against Iowa State.
1: That's where the trepidation lies. Did you see Incarnate, Word? we talked yesterday about the uh, you and I making the playoffs? Yeah. If they win, Iowa State's going to have to find another opponent and do so. I mean, Pollard's in Hawaii. Right. right? I know that the phones work from Hawaii. And yes. He's getting things done. But I would hope that there's a contingency plan. And knowing Pollard, there is. I'm sure there is. They want to play on December the 1st. They're bound and determined.
3: But if Incarnate
1: Word wins this week? Uh, then they're, they're, they can't play.
3: Drake? Well, they petitioned already for that. They They couldn't because they're non-scholarship. But they couldn't for bowl eligibility. They're already bowl eligible. Mm. Drake's probably put away the equipment. Oh, for sure, I would think. So that would be difficult. Yeah, I don't know who would be, Trent. I don't know who would be. I had a uh, Nebraska question we didn't get to a SIP. We were tight on time. Who makes the college football playoff first, Nebraska or Central Florida?
1: Well, Nebraska. Who I don't think so? Central Florida is ever going to get in. I'm not ever. saying Nebraska is going to get in either. Ever? I just don't. The, the way it's set up now, in the in the current format with four who makes teams, the first. Are we four teams or eight teams? Who makes it first? Florida, Central Florida. So like, you're going expansion on me. Who makes the first? Then that. Then the answer is Central Florida. And even at four, no. If they keep winning football games, if that winning streak gets up to 50 in a row... Last year doesn't matter, but this year. It doesn't matter. But you know it will. I know it will. If they get up to 50
3: in a row, Mm -hmm. and then this year they beat Auburn last year, and this year they beat Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl, and you got to give them a shot at some point. And I know it's going to take a confluence of events to get there. It's going to take a bunch of two lost conference champions from the Powers. Mm -hmm. But at some point
1: they will. Central Florida is right Central answer. Central Florida is the right answer, but not the four-teamer. We'll take a time. A good question for Zubin, by the way. Yeah, Maybe usually. you should lead off with that one. I think I will. I'm going to yield the floor, Trent Condon. Uh, when we come back, I'll tell you about the attic. Uh, i got to do that, and I'll do that on the other side. Zubin Mahente's is coming up. So is Frank Schwab. Trent and I till one. Ken Miller show, 1700. The champ.
0: Catch play-by-play coverage of select NCAA games right here on 1700 The chat.
2: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you are selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign and lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at CharterHouseIowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's CharterHouseIowa.com. Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply.
3: Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100th Street in her. And online at championsrecoveryroom.com. You got me that bracelet from Helsberg? I can't believe you did
1: that. I also got a Nintendo Switch. It came with your bracelet, like, free. Um, okay. I didn't want to tell you because I was going to buy the bracelet anyway, but it's really cool and I love
4: it. There, I said it. That's awesome. There's two controllers.
5: Even better. Get gifts
0: that get gifts at Hellsberg Diamonds, like a free Nintendo Switch system when you spend $1,199 or more. Hellsberg Diamonds, a Berkshire Hathaway company. Limited time offer, while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. Games sold separately.
4: Hi, this is Baron Geiger, president of Caring Hands Food Pantry in Altoona, and we have some exciting news. This month, in partnership with DMARC, we launched Caring Hands Eastview at Eastview Community Center, located at 4101 East 42nd Street in Northeast Des Moines. Northeast Des Moines has been identified as a part of our community where food insecurity among families and children is significant. Can you help us make a difference and fight hunger in our city by donating or volunteering? To get involved, just contact David Harper at Eastview Community Center at 515-809-2356. That's 515 and as always thank you for your support. This year it's our year. No, no, no. This year it's my
2: team. Yeah, this is the year. This season everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag.
0: This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team and you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost by online and get free shipping heartlandflags.com you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options Sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 The Champ.
1: Alright, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I take you into one. want to tell you about The Attic in Ankeny, 1509 South Ankeny Boulevard. The Attic has name brands at a fraction of new. The Attic is an incredible selection of furniture and decor. Just in time to spruce up your home for the holidays. If you are looking for that special piece, stop by, take a look. They're open seven days a week, including Black Friday. Uh, the Attic unique shop featuring new and consigned furniture and home decor. 1509 South Ankeny Boulevard. Or Check them out online. The Attic Inc. Dot co. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. You'll see him on your TV doing the five PM Sports Center tomorrow night. How are you, Zubin, Trent, and Ken?
6: Oh, doing great. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody and to you, sir. I want to get
1: into uh, Ohio State, Michigan uh, for sure, and we'll do some college. But I want to go back to last night just to get your take on you know what we saw: two young quarterbacks uh, just putting on an incredible show. Golf versus Mahomes. Uh, had a little bit of everything. There was some defense sprinkled into a game that saw all of those points. Um, instant classic, Zubin, that's what a lot of people are calling it.
6: Yeah, I think that's the fair way to say it. I think the biggest thing for me when I watch a game like this is I just think this is the future of the league. Now, I don't think most teams have the offensive firepower of the Chiefs and the Rams, and I don't think most teams have Mahomes or Goff, and I don't think most teams have – the wherewithal to just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. These are two special clubs. But, you know, last year you look back at the Super Bowl and you say, Tom Brady threw for 505 yards and the Pats never punted. And we stopped there and said, wow, can you believe that? We went through a game of this ilk. There was a ton of points. Nobody punted. And I think we looked at that as somewhat of an aberration. And then when you watch the Saints every single week, if you take away the kneel downs the Saints have had, in their last few games, like kneeling down at the end of a half or to end the ball game, it's basically touchdown field goal all the time. And you add them to what the packs are capable of doing, although they've had a little regression. You add it to Kansas City, you add it to the Rams. You might even chuckle here, Trent, but even though Trubisky is a little more limited than those other two guys, the way Nagy is calling the plays in Chicago to get the most out of Trubisky in an RPO type fashion, certainly a couple of notches below what you saw last night, but I think Nagy's creativity is right there with Sean McVay and Andy Reid. So while I hesitate to say it's the future of the league because it's setting such a high standard, I think games like this last night uh, maybe not will be a 10 on the entertainment scale, but I think you're going to see more and more games look a little more and more like last night, and that's the perfect antidote for all the league's rating woes. I know the the ratings are a little bit up vis-a-vis last year, but I think that is probably the way the league is going. And I think for fans, for fantasy owners, and definitely for Park Avenue, it's a welcome sight.
3: Zoom in a great football game last night. I'm sure the execs at ESPN are, uh, are very happy this morning with uh, the numbers that have come in and the game that they got to go along with it. want to jump over to college football, though, with you and pose a question that I posed earlier to Ken. Simply this, who makes the college football playoff first? Nebraska, Scott Frost, as he will start year number two next year, or his old team, Central Florida. Who gets to the college football playoff for the Golden Knights or the Cornhuskers?
6: Wow, that's a good one. I'm going to go with the Cornhuskers because I think as soon as UCF loses one game, their narrative will flip. Do I think that's fair? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Nebraska's got its own set of challenges, but... With the way the West is currently constituted, I certainly think they are capable of winning the West. And if you get yourself into the big Ten title game, you never know. Now, Scott Frost himself publicly, as you know, has said, and I actually like this. It's a little braggadocio, but I like it. He basically said, "Come get us now." Now I don't think you could have imagined starting the way that he has started, but keep in mind, they've won you know, four or five they are only lost in that span. It was a five point loss at Ohio State. I know this is not vintage, Ohio State, but considering where they started the year, that's a pretty darn good. Result, But his mantra has always been, get us now because we are coming. He is going to do what Urban Meyer did and what Jim Harbaugh has done, and that has raised the level of athletes that has played and recruited in the Big Ten. And I think that is going to certainly aid in their ability to do that. I think with UCF, it's just getting to a point now where it has been shown that the sustainability is not there. Boise had sustainability. I believe Chris Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, guys, is one of the more underrated Chris Peterson was 92-12 and (laughs) at Boise. Now, it would obviously have taken Scott Frost a long time to get there and obviously jump. And it's probably going to take Josh Heupel a while to get there, but if they continue to win, he's going to jump. And from coach to coach, it's just easy to make the wrong hire. They clearly made the right hire in Frost. It appears they made the right hire in Heupel. But you're going to get to a point where you're probably, if this continues, going to have to replace Heupel. And if that guy wins, you're going to have to replace that dude And at a certain point, I think your luck just sort of runs out there. I think Nebraska has the infrastructure in place. Yes, it's a very daunting task to get through that conference, but I just think uh, Central Florida is in a spot where all they have to do is have a minor slip-up, and this is not fair, but a ton of people will be ready and willing to say, see, told you. So I don't think Nebraska is like some sort of world-beater. I just think the deck is so far stacked against Central Florida that if the other team you're giving me in this scenario has a pulse, And I certainly think Scott Frost, any TV coaches as a pulse, I would take Big Red in that scenario.
1: I think it was a trick question, Zubin. I think that that, uh, we're going to have an 18 playoff by the time either one of those schools gets there and it'll be Central Florida. But I think it was Trent being sneaky. But let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Because I do want to get your take on how ESPN is going to handle Phil versus Tiger. But before we do that, rivalry week, Ohio State and Michigan. Um, This has to be the year that uh, Nebraska finally gets... Uh, the Buckeyes.
6: You know, this kind of feels like... I, I don't believe Michigan has beaten Ohio State since 2011, and I think Ohio State has won 13 of the last 14. Um, if you want to look ahead, it is imperative to note that Northwestern had a 17 nothing lead on Michigan before Michigan stormed back to win 2017. So, to your point, Ken, even if Michigan does win this game, I'm not willing to cede that whoever wins this game is just going to roll over Northwestern. Though that does seem to be the narrative, Mm -hmm. that the winner of this game will just absolutely steamroll Northwestern, just like Alabama is going to steamroll, you know, Georgia in the East. Um, That just seems to be the perception. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. And all you have to do is really look back at the one regular season meeting. Now, that regular season meeting, that was not like in Week 2. They were not working off the jitters of the bad first half at Notre Dame. That was played during the midpoint of the season, during a point of the season where Michigan was playing good football. But I agree with you. Everything stacks up here well for Michigan. The wind of injury does concern me because he is the heart and soul of the team. There are a lot of intangibles there. You're going on the road. You're going to need a little bit of everything going your way. Um, But I do believe that, yes, it's time for Michigan to do it. The opportunity is there. The path to get to the playoffs is there. Um, Anybody that is comparing Jim Harbaugh to Brady Hoke because of their similar records through four or five years, Mm. I don't think is paying attention to how much different this team has been. Obviously, if that game had gone differently a couple of years ago on the fourth and two, the entire narrative of this discussion has changed. The entire narrative of Jim Harbaugh's collegiate coaching career is different. The entire narrative of Michigan football is different if that call goes Michigan's way the last time they played in Columbus. It just goes to show, it's just a cliche, it's a game of inches and this and that. But that literally turned everything for these two teams. So I think it's Michigan's time. But even if they win, I'm not going to pencil them into the playoffs Because not, it's not that I just have too much respect for Pat Fitzgerald. I just look at the last meeting and say, if this was a wipeout, that'd be one thing. You could go down to the end of the uh, year and say, no matter what happened, no matter what Michigan does the rest of the way, whether they even win the whole thing, you're going to be able to say either way that their game at Northwestern was one of their toughest games of the season. And if you're telling me that, then I expect round two to be pretty tough, too. Did Oklahoma
3: lose their college football playoff chances by winning a game by two touchdowns? Because they gave up 40 to Kansas, coupled with what we've seen defensively, outside of complete chaos, is the Big 12 toast to get in the college football playoff.
6: I don't think they look at it like that. Now, that is a little bit alarming, but I think we've now gotten to the point and in some cases I think we've jumped the shark with the Big 12 defenses, that I think all we're really doing is looking at the over and looking at the point total. I agree with you. This is one of the most moribund programs in college football. They were scoring at absolute will. Oklahoma has tried everything. They've switched defensive coordinators from Stoops to Ruff and McNeil. They've done everything they can. But I think at this particular juncture, they aren't really looking at the point total situation in terms of the Kansas game because I think maybe this is good for the Big 12 and maybe it's bad, depending on the year. I think we have just so much almost put in stone. I don't even want to say it's an ink. Like, it's in stone that Big 12 defenses are just atrocious. And at the end of the day, if we're going to put Kyler Murray in New York on a Saturday night, it's because his offense is great and it doesn't matter what's going on with the rest of the team. Or if we're going to put Oklahoma in the college football playoff for what I believe would be the third time, in five years, it's going to be solely based upon what they do on offense. I think it's, yes, the yin to the yang is a little bit crazy. You know, Alabama has a horrendous kicking and punting game, but they're balanced on offense and defense despite all the injuries they've had on defense. Uh, Clemson appears to be pretty balanced on offense and defense. Michigan appears to be pretty balanced on offense and defense. But I don't think you can expect that from a lot of teams in college football. And I think whether Texas eventually goes on to make the playoffs in future years or it's Oklahoma, or it's somebody else. Any one of those teams will make it based on the merit of their offense and their offense only.
1: Thirty seconds, Zubin. How much uh, will you guys um, focus on Phil versus Tiger on the twenty third?
6: Uh, quite a bit, but I also think there's going to be a ton of LeBron going back to Cleveland, and it's a huge yeah. week at the NBA. Plus, the uh, the NFL weekend is going to be gigantic. We'll focus on it, um, but I think you're probably going to see us focus a little bit more. On some other things, which seems a little strange to say, considering the nature of those two guys. But uh, I would say probably a little less than you would
1: say. I don't blame you a bit. Uh, I think you're making the right move. Zubin, great to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. We will uh, talk to you next week. Thank you. Of course, guys. Take care. All right. Good to talk to you. Zubin Mahente from ESPN. Doing the right thing. There's more going on. Yeah, it's It's an exhibition. Golf, right. Two millionaires playing for
3: millions of dollars. Who cares?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't at all. Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, joins Trent and I we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700, the champ.
0: Your home for the UNI Panthers. Play-by-play coverage right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
7: Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbendale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 one hundred Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. Wildwood Hills Ranch is a local nonprofit just 25 minutes south of West Des Moines, serving over 1,000 youth at risk and veterans and their families annually. We would like to invite you to our upcoming events this fall. We have a barn dance in the Quad Cities November 3rd and an Iowa Machine Shed Thanksgiving on Thursday, November 22nd. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming events. For more information, go to wildwoodhillsranch.org. Menard's Christmas catalog is a wonderland of holiday savings. Get the job done right with a Boss Stitch air compressor that's lightweight and portable. Right now, a six-gallon air compressor is just ninety-nine dollars. Or pick up a combo kit, which includes a compressor, a finish nailer, brad nailer, and an air hose. Just one hundred eighty-nine dollars during Menard's Christmas catalog sale. Sale prices good through December first. Plus, a Menard's gift card is
5: always a great gift idea no 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 everywhere i go i hear no. no it's even november but not this month hey joe clemens here from capital, capital city motor, motor company. company i'm asking des moines to say yes during my yes November sales event say yes to a nicer newer car say yes for up to 4500 bucks more for your trade say yes, yes even if you've had credit problems in the past get up to 4500 bucks more than appraised value during yes don't let the others tell you no we're giving bad credit the bird <laughs> my one and only for the people credit approval process is like butter because we're on a roll baby we take out the Mess and the stress and just say yes to you. So say yes to a nicer newer car. Say yes for up to forty five hundred bucks more for your old clunker. Say yes, even if you've heard no in the past. But hurry, this offer ends after the first seventy five people gobble up a nicer newer car. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I two thirty five on the State Fair side. Call 1467 or online at approved by Joe.com. Approved by Joe.com. WWW by Joe.com.
4: All terms subject some of requirements.
3: Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Go to alc.org walk to register for an event near you. Together, we can end Alzheimer's.
0: you're invited to experience great customer service and incredible deals at Billion Buick GMC in Clive. Our reviews say it all.
4: I didn't feel pressured. It was a very smooth process.
0: Our
7: salesman came in on his day off. Now that's going above and beyond.
0: People also appreciate the huge inventory, including the incredible all-new 2019 GMC Sierra. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or BillionAuto.com/gmc. We are professional grade. Be, be billion for all.
4: The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about
2: selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 The Champ.
1: Welcome back. Thank you to uh, Zuba Mehente for chiming in here. Frank Schwab coming up from Yahoo Sports. He'll join us here. Oh, in about five minutes or so, we'll talk NFL before we get out of here at 1. Jimmy B and TC 1 to 2 abbreviated uh, drive tonight, only 4 to 5, as the crew will be at G-MIGS. Hawkeye huddling tonight as the Hawks get set to host uh, Nebraska on uh, Black Friday, 11 o'clock kickoff for that game. G-MIGS for the crew here this afternoon. So, Trent, we've covered a lot of ground here today. What we didn't get to, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but you and I are both hardcore baseball fans. Mm -hmm. Adrian Beltre, uh, Beltre retired from the game and... You know, the, the feedback or the, the, the first thing you see about the retirement is uh, is first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's a great player. Yep. Is is he a first balloter to you? You know, here's here's how I judge things. When somebody asks you about a guy, first thing that pops into your head, that's usually what's going to be, you know, pretty accurate in at least your own mind. Sure. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't, I'm not doubting he's a Hall of Famer. But is he among the elites that go in there the very first time that they're eligible for the Hall? I I think so,
3: yeah. I, I you look at the numbers, you look at the longevity, you look at the offense combined with the defense that he played. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He had some absolute monster seasons. He was the best in the game at his position for a long time. Maybe longevity in a way almost hurts him because he has been so around for so long and played twenty one years. You forget about some of that greatness. Mm-hmm. Now does that add to the statting count uh the, the counting stats? Absolutely. It mm-hmm. does. And maybe that he was a teenager, Trent, when he broke. He in. was Hall of Famer, absolutely. Yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer,
1: probably. I, you know, here's the here's the thing: the number of baseball writers that I've read today saying that. I'm assuming most of those guys have that uh, Hall of Fame ballot privilege, and that's what it is. And if they're saying that, he's probably going to get in first ballot. Yeah, it, it looks that way. Here's
3: one. Okay, we haven't talked about. My boy Joe Mauer.
1: Hall of Famer? He sure was. He was. Yes. But it'll take a while. It, it is, probably will. Is he uh, It shouldn't, but it will. Is he a Jack Morris, a Burt Blyleven? I don't think that long. Where do, what, Okay, here's one for you. What when he's first eligible what percentage of the vote will he get? Because you see, guys that you know start in the 30s and then next year they're in the 40s mm-hmm. and they ultimately start close, uh, climbing to that, was it 75% number yes. uh, that you need to get in? Where does he start? Does he get to 60 right off the bat? Don't I don't think, think so. he does.
3: 52 was the number that jumped into my mind. Okay. I don't know why, but that was when you <laughs> right. said that. That's the number that jumped. So remember in five years when we're talking about it. Trent, God knows, I hope we are, man. Yes. I really, because I love working with you. 52. You remember back in 2018 when we had that conversation? (laughs) Yeah,
1: really. 2023. Where will he start? Boy, Trent, he was so good. He was so good. Yeah, I think
3: he'll eventually get in. There's there's not enough catchers in the hall overall. It is a demanding position. Mm -hmm. He had a brain injury. Mm -hmm. He could not catch any Mm -hmm. longer because of a brain injury. You look at that eight-year run, there was nobody better. There was nobody better as a catcher, as a hitter, than Joe Maurer. As a hitter, right.
1: And, and, so, and he was always good defensively. So Pudge Rodriguez is an American League catcher for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we remember Pudge. I always with the fish for a while. Um, obviously, Molina's going to get in. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think, there ain't doubt about that. Who else, guys, in that, in that catching class? Gary Carter would be one that would be in that class. Of course, Bench is in the class Johnny by himself. These are guys that have played.
3: How many catchers do you think are in the Hall of Fame?
1: Oh, going back with Barra and with uh, Joe Garagiola. Jeez. Um, I don't know. i say, you know what? That's a really good question. I'm going to guess, and this is just a guess. 15. 15. Let's see. Here. And you can actually find that number somewhere. Uh, yes.
3: Here it is. Let me. 18. Who were primarily catchers?
1: Okay, and most, eighteen in. not big. One hundred and twenty years. That's not a big, number. No, it's not a big f- number. Eighteen. Yeah, it's, that's that's. Uh, give me give me some of the names. Have you got the recent names? Bench, Yogi Berra, yeah. Roy Campanella, Campy, of course. Gary Carter. Yeah.
3: Mickey Cochran. Don't remember him. Bill Dickey. Yep, remember Bill Dickey. Buck Ewing. There's don't remember name, Buck that's Ewing. That's a
1: name right there. Yeah, I don't remember Buck. Rick
3: Farrell. Nope. Carlton Fisk. Yeah, Pudge. Josh Gibson. Okay. Uh, Gabby Harnett. No. Uh-uh. Ernie Lombardi. No. Nope. Biz Mackey. <laughs> Sounds like a you league Yo, his name isn't on that list. Is he not a no. Hall of Famer? I thought he was a Hall of Famer. Louis Santop. Uh-uh. Ray Schulk. No. Nope. Pudge and Mike Piazza.
1: Yeah, Piazza. Joe, Ma- Joe Maurer deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Piazza went in because of his bat.
3: Um... There's not enough catchers in. Mm-hmm. He certainly
1: deserves to be in. Mm-hmm.
3: It's going to be an game. uphill climb. I'm it anxious. will be. It I'm will anxious be. to
1: turn the well, I'm not anxious to turn the clock forward five years. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but we'll see where, where he starts. Um, but, yeah, Beltre, back to our original, uh, original discussion here. Beltre is, is going to get in. Mm-hmm. Whether he gets in 477 home runs, that was always a number, that 500 number. The 21 years is crazy that he played that long. Uh, Seattle... Dodgers, Texas. I forgot he was with the Red Sox briefly. Yes. 2010. Had. And had led the league in doubles Yeah, with 49. 49. Yeah, he was, was unbelievable that year. All right, let's put him in first ballot. I'm with you. I'm, I guess. Uh, there's not much. I mean, there's not a real negative to him.
3: You go through. Boy, it's, it's hard. You look through season after season, consistency, power. Mm-hmm. And always a great defender. And no, he
1: was. He was terrific. That's how I remember him as a defender. And don't touch his head. Yes. yes. That's <laughs> that's, a, also that's another
3: great one. Never touch his head. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to segue here. We're going to do some NFL. Frank Schwab is going to join us here at YahooSports.com. Have you taken a look at the slate of games? Of course, you and I are doing our picks tomorrow. Yeah. Have you given any thought to that
3: at all? Trent Condon? A little bit. Have you? I looked at the Thanksgiving games. That's where I started my work. huh. I think I have a play there.
1: Do you like uh, you're taking Detroit? I know you will. Yes, I know yes, Detroit's going to be one of your plays. Yep, I think New Orleans will be one of my plays. Oh, you're going to lay that big? Yeah, number. I think so, Trent. They're so impressive, and now that what they saw on uh, last night, they're going to want to flex their muscle again, and they've mm-hmm. got a division foe uh, in their building, and I believe that they will. What else as far as games? your Steelers in Denver's big. I think for yep. the Steelers, uh, that was one of the games when they schedule first came out that you circle right away, and I'm, I'm guessing the country will get that game in the late time slot on CBS. Um, is there really any other big, big game that... I mean, the Sunday night or, Sunday Green, night, Bay or, yeah. or Green Bay, Minnesota, and then Monday night, Tennessee and Houston. Eh, it's not bad. Seattle, um,
3: Carolina. I'm interested Yeah, in that. that's a
1: good one, too. That's a good one. That's in Carolina, right? It is, and if two teams that feel
3: like maybe they should be a touch better than their record well i put the try, kiss of death on carolina remember yeah. i was touting them and they've lost both games since i touted them they're 6 and 4 and it feels like they should be a little better yeah. seahawks are 5 and 5 maybe feels like they should be a 6 and 4 team and carolina should be a 7 and 3 team they no, they're, yeah, they're so a game off of what it feels like they
1: are i think the race for the two wild cards is going to be fascinating clearly because one of the teams is in our backyard with sure. minnesota um but, man, you want to avoid the Bears, <laughs> I think. you got to get the well, Washington Well, you want to play the, the East winner. You, you, yeah, absolutely. It, it won't be the Redskins. Who do you think it'll be? It's going to be the Cowboys. Man, yeah, probably. Well, tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game. Uh, Thursday's game. Thursday's game, yeah. Colt McCoy.
3: Yeah. What Would have been nice to see Alex Smith. Yeah, it really would have. And a competent yep. Washington team. Yep. Colt McCoy has been there a long time. Yeah,
1: I know he has. He hasn't played a meaningful snap since 2015. Did I see that? Is that what it's been? Not surprised. Let's get Frank Schwab in here, yahoosports.com, part of the shutdown corner. Frank joins us. Hey, Frank, uh, Trent and Kent, how are you? Good. Good to talk to you, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, as we mentioned. Well, Frank, uh, let's, um, I guess we got to start with last night. I do want to agree with you, by the way. As, as, as good as last night was, uh, that was eye-opening um, in, the, uh, in, in New Orleans on Sunday with they, the, the defending Super Bowl champs, who, as you pointed out, and I'm with you there too, not, the, not exactly the same team, but still pretty good. But let's go back to last night, and, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, that was, um, that was those offenses they put on a show.
9: Yeah and look I'm going to just I'm just going to rant for a second if I could If you're one of these people who's talking about that game wasn't any good cuz the defense was stinked, you know, you just find a different hobby. <laughs> Go collect stamps or something where you're going to be happy. Because if you went away from that game not being entertained by two incredible offenses, <laughs> two quarterbacks playing at their absolute peak of making plays, playmakers, creative coaches, I, I just get the feeling like if the 2000 Ravens and the 1985 Bears played a 6-3 game, people yeah. would be like, oh, the offenses were right. terrible. Like, enjoy it. That was that was the best regular season game I've ever seen. And, you know, I, I it's one of those things where as I work during the day, I'll often watch old games on YouTube. They're on there and some legally, some not, but, <laughs> I, and so I, you know, I have pretty much watched every possible quote unquote great regular season game of all time. That was the best one I've ever seen. It had everything. It's two great teams. It's the Monday night stage. The defense did make plays. Let's not forget that. And the quarterbacks were awesome. All the yards, all the drama. It's, it was an unbelievable night. And if you can't appreciate that, seriously, it is, NFL football is not for you.
1: Uh, you know what? I want to ask you that since uh, since you went back and you ranked some of the best. Because the best game I was ever at, Frank, is actually in the city where you now reside. When I lived in Denver in the early 90s, it was Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs and yeah. John Elway and the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. And Elway did what I thought uh, Goff was going to do last night, score too soon. Elway and company scored too soon, and Montana leads them down the field. That, to me, was the big, the best game I've ever ever seen in person, that had to be on your list.
9: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was, it was in my top three before last night, let's put it that way. I think a really underrated game all time, and I I just don't know if it's going to have the historical foothold, was last year's Seahawks Texans game where the you know Deshaun Watson kind of had his coming out party and Russell Wilson leads the Seahawks all the way back. I thought that was great. There was a, a game in '92 between the Bills and the Niners when those teams were just absolutely awesome. That was the no punt game; neither mm-hmm. team punted. It was an incredible game. That's on YouTube. You can find that. And uh, and the, and then the Romo Peyton Manning game, the fifty-one forty-eight mm-hmm. game. Another one of those games where you just. If you want to complain about the defenses, uh, you're just not appreciating good offensive football. So, you know, those were all up there, but I just think this one had more. The Ellaway-Montana game was unbelievable, though. I, yeah, there's just. Uh, who was it? Was it uh, his name was it Willie Davis, was it, who scored the game winner right in the corner there of right right Old the Mile corner. High Stadium? Yep. Yeah, and, and Montana gives the fist pump. It was. Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, because of the names involved, too, montana LA. But I, I'm not sure that we don't look back 20 years from now and say. You know, remember when those Hall of Famers, Patrick Mahomes and Jared mm-hmm. Goff, dueled it out? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> those guys those guys are playing at a really high level. They're unbelievable. That game just had everything. It was, and, again, two 9-1 teams adds to it, too. It was just fan- a fantastic night of football.
3: As great as it was, Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure, uh, and, in fact, I saw some of his comments afterwards lamenting the turnovers that he had in the game, uh-huh. Said gave him 21 points. Young quarterback showing up, you know, Couple of turnovers against New England and the loss earlier this season. Still some growing pains. As great as Mahomes is, you got to remember at times he is still a young quarterback, right, Frank?
9: Yeah, he's had, what, 11 career starts? To yeah. 12 maybe? Uh, I mean, it's. He's still the yeah that's that's still part of his development and you know I mean but I, I also I think we do have to tip the cap to Aaron Donald for two of those tournaments yes. I and mean, what a what a beast he was last night I I'm looking around and you know I, I, and I know that everybody's focused on the points and the yards and the holes and golf and all that kind of stuff but I kind of came out of that game with a, a another thought that when are we going to start talking about Aaron Donald as possible mm-hmm. MVP of this league I mean he is he was absolutely unblockable he I think he, what is he up to thirteen and a half sacks and if he gets 20 sacks from defensive tackle, mm. that's every bit as impressive as Patrick Marlowe's throwing for 50 touchdowns if he ends up doing that. It's, it would be an unbelievable number and I think we have to start talking about that. But yes, going back to Mahomes, look, you're, you're going to have to live with some of those mistakes. It's just, well, you know, and and all of them, I, I only thought it, one of them was just a crazy kind of tip pass at the line. I didn't mind that one. It was just a great. Aaron Donald made a couple pl- great plays, and yeah, you want to see Mahomes have better ball security, but Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, and then you know the the interception of Peters, his arm was hit. Well, what you going to do? And then the last one was just a desperate throw. I mean, you're just you got 13 seconds left. What are you going to do? So it wasn't one of those Jameis Winston games where you're just like oh, my goodness, what is this kid doing? He He's losing his mind. And I think if you look at each of those turnovers, you can explain them. But, yeah, you'd never want to turn it over five times in a game.
1: I want to go to Sunday Night Football. Trent and I yesterday spent some time on it um, you know, before we got into the college with, the, with Iowa State and with Iowa that really moved the needle here. But so did the Vikings and so did the Bears. And, you know, we, we talked about, you know, like Drew Brees is the MVP, and boy, oh, boy, Khalil Mack's got to be in that decision. And, well, you better yeah. throw Aaron Donald in the conversation, and then he has the night. Nice that he has. Mac is unbelievable. So let me ask you, before we get into the game itself, if you could, if you were starting a team, Frank, and you had to pick a defensive guy, would you rather have Donald or Mac?
9: That's amazing. That's an amazing question. Um, wow. I think I'd go with Aaron Donald just because I believe it's more valuable to have a pass rusher like that up the middle. I think it's just it affects an entire offense. Edge rushers, you can, you, you can kind of contain more easily. It's not easy with Cleo Mack, but when you've got a guy giving pressure right up the middle, like Donald does seemingly every single play, I think that's just a little more valuable. But, look, I, I wouldn't spend much time arguing either one. I mean, if you wanted to pick Mack, fine. He's, he's an unbelievable player. I think that the player of the year race is going to be really, oh, really, really fun.
3: It is, and uh, you go around and around with the MVP awards. Comeback Player of the Year, it's a lock for Andrew Luck. How much further can this cold story go? I mean, you got the Texans, the worst seven-game winning streak I've seen in my life of watching (laughs) NFL football. Uh, They're they're hanging around, though, and got a chance, and there'll be a lot of divisional games here over the last few weeks. But this cold story and just what luck has been, Frank, I'm sure you talk to people that— there were people that didn't think he'd ever throw the football again in the NFL, and here he is. What a story!
9: Correct. I mean, you, you started to wonder. I mean, when he's not even—we were in it was a June—and he hadn't thrown a regulation size football, oh. and you just start thinking this might never happen again. He—he he was always going to play, like he wasn't going to retire, but. I did worry. We're going to see this guy come back. And, and it's like the guy who used to throw 99 miles an hour, all of a sudden he's throwing 90, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, well, maybe he can reinvent himself as a Chad Pennington, but is that going to happen? But he's come back and been amazing. I mean, uh, they've done some great things around him. The Frank Reich hire was awesome. I think we can just stamp that right now. I mean, he he's a good coach. He's a good football coach. And he was the right hire for them. They got really lucky with Josh McDaniels packed out. But not that Josh mm-hmm. is a bad coach, but I think that they're very, very happy with what they have. And then they rebuilt the offensive line. And look at them! in the in five games. I, and, you know that partially that's on the quarterback for being smart and getting rid of the ball. And the offense scheme, he he's not holding the ball as much as he used to because that's just not the not how Frank Reich wants his offense to be. But give credit to the the front office for you know realizing, hey, if, if Andrew Luck's coming back, we need to protect him better. They definitely have. And the thing about the Colts is, you know, yeah, they're, they're two games behind the Texans. And I don't. That's tough to make up at six, but. They're right in the middle of a wild card race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, that wild card race in the AFC is bananas right now. And why not the Colts? I, I don't. I didn't expect them to be here. I still think that roster is very flawed. But it, it, no matter what happens these in that last six games of the Colts, they're going to go into the off season with. By the way, the most cap room in the NFL, and they're going to say wow, we we got something building here. We, let's, let's get this done because we, we have a lot of good pieces in place.
1: No doubt about it. Frank, uh, did we learn more about the Bears or the Vikings? The Bears had something to prove, I thought. Uh, we still weren't 100% sure because the, the teams that they'd beaten on their schedule, and I get you only play was on your schedule, but they weren't exactly murderers, um, What What did you learn about the Bears on Sunday night that maybe you didn't know?
6: You know,
9: I, I think I think the Bears did need that statement win. I don't know if I necessarily learned anything about them, but I wanted to see them be a quality team. I, you know, I always talk about this, but if, you know. If it was the NCAA tournament selection committee, and we were looking at the Bears a few days ago before they played the Vikings, we would have said, "Where's a quality win? Yeah. Where's the quadrant one win?" <laughs> so to speak, their best win by far was against the five and five Seahawks. That was by far their best win. So I do think that they, you know, like you said, it's you you play who's on your schedule. This isn't college football. You're you don't, you don't get to schedule the Citadel. You know, you you play <laughs> NFL teams each week. So. Anytime you you know you put together six wins, you're a good football team. But they still needed to stamp themselves and say, yes, we we can be a quality team like the Vikings, and they handled them. It wasn't just a it wasn't just hey we snuck one out. Although I know Cousins made it closer late. It it was it was a very big it was a statement win for them. And I knew their defense was really good. I knew their offense capable of making plays. But to see it against a quality opponent was was big. And now you know. they yeah, have four of the next five games are against teams with losing records, and as we just talked about, they're good against bad teams. So the Vikings might have to win out just to make their December 30th game of Week 17 interesting. I don't know if the Vikings are capable of that. We you asked, you know, who it say more about Probably the Bears, but the Vikings, 5-4-1 and is a huge disappointment for them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl before the year. This ain't that team, and they're not going to win the NFC North, I don't think. And I I have a hard, hard time believing they can win three straight road games, including at the Rams, at the Saints in January. This is just going to be a bust of a season for the Vikings.
3: So uh, we didn't get to see it last night with the game played in Azteca. We do get it in 2019, as long as the field conditions warrant playing a football (laughs) game there. Are you excited for it, Frank? Are you going to, when the schedule comes out, make your way down to Mexico City with your spring plans?
9: I'll probably skip that. I hate these international games so much. So what are they doing? Just, just make eight home games, eight road games. How tough is that? Let's uh, let everyone have a fair schedule.
1: I'm with you. Last thing, uh, Frank Schwab, uh, Yahoo Sports dot com. You can read him at Shutdown corner. Corner. Uh, the Saints will they make a statement on Thanksgiving night? To think, just based on whatever what the country saw last night. Again, you go back to Sunday beating the Super Bowl champs as easily as they did. Uh, You know, I'm I'm excited for the Lions and the Bears, the Redskins with Colt McCoy, sadly, uh, not Alex Smith. That should be a good game and obviously a lot on the line. But I want to watch the Saints team just because they may flex their offensive muscles, I think, against the depleted uh, Falcons uh, secondary.
9: Yeah, they really could. I mean, let's go back, though, to I think it was week three. The, the Atlanta Falcons—they uh, took them all over time. Scored thirty-seven points on them. So, mm-hmm. and, 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 and those teams have changed a lot since then. Don't get me wrong, but the Saints still needed a great dr- last-minute drive with a crazy run of all things by Drew Brees when he spin, uh, he put a spin move on the defender and got into the end zone to force overtime. Uh, these teams always play each other tough. This, this is the—you know—this is kind of the. I don't even want to say underrated because I think people by now know that the Falcons and the Saints are a great rivalry, but it's one of those we don't talk about a ton when we talk about rivalries, Mm -hmm. but it's as good as any. I think, you know, you're, you're on prime time, on Thanksgiving, everyone's watching. You're seeing this kind of a bust at this point if you're the Falcons. But I think if you have one good performance left in you, it's this game against your rival with everyone watching. So I think the Falcons are going to give them everything they can handle. Now, I don't know if they're good enough. I don't know if they're good enough to slow down the Saints. But I do think we're going to get a good game. As crazy as that sounds, I think, I think the Falcons can muster up at least enough points to make it interesting.
1: Uh, th- does the axe stay in uh, Madison?
9: I'd hope so. I saw something that's been like 5,600 days since the, uh, Is it since the Gophers really? beat the... Yeah, the Black punt game was the, last, was the start oh. of the streak, which was... Seemingly a lifetime ago. So, yeah. boy, if the, if the Badgers lose that, I, it hasn't been the best of seasons for them. But if they lose that, it's it's going to be a very bad season. Let's put it
1: that way. Wisconsin alum Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports Frank, great to catch up with you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, as you and yours. And we'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Thank you, Frank.
9: Absolutely, absolutely appreciate yeah,
1: it. Good to talk to you, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports dot com. Did you know it'd been that long? No, I fifty six hundred days. Yeah, I,
3: I, you put it in that context. <laughs> really? Do you give the Gophers a shot? Yes, you do. Badgers are the badgers stink, Trent. Well, who was trying to tell you that back in
1: September? You finally came around in November. Did I? Did you tell me that? Oh yeah, did you tell me? <laughs> yeah, you. you I mean, said In fact, you... I
3: told you in the off season.
1: Well, you did. Um, you did say that this is in the same Badger team, and, and you were proven right. And what was my comeback?
3: Always believe in the Badgers. No, no, no. I love Bucky.
1: No, you're getting close. I wear... Who won the Peyton Manning passing camp, Trent Condon? (laughs) Well, we haven't seen Brooke for a while. No, we haven't. Maybe that's what's wrong with this team. Um, So you and Jimmy B today, from one until two, I'm guessing you'll... Well, you got to recap. When you preview Illinois, Iowa State, have you seen Illinois play yet?
3: Yeah, I watched it all pretty much all last night. Did you? I was up till 1 a.m. watching that Mm. stupid
1: game. Jeez, good for you. Yeah, no, sleep overrated. Well, I was up late watching a game, too. Oh, you were? Yes. We had the Cyclones. Mm -hmm. We had MNF, that classic. Sure. And uh, a hat trick for Patrick. Line A last
3: night out in Vancouver. In Vancouver. So what time that thing settled down? Uh, eight twenty
1: this morning ah, <laughs> when I So watching. you
3: weren't up that late? No, I wasn't up. I watched up. God the God forbid NFL you game. break your schedule.
1: Well, the NFL game was uh, was after my bedtime. What time do
3: you perfect scenario? What time do you walk up the stairs to go to bed? Ten thirty, ten forty-five. That's after your ten o'clock dinner. Yep. Dessert, dinner.
1: Ch- ch- check the iPad once more. Yep. Twitter once more. And then it's upstairs and lights off right to bed. Uh no, I take my um, I take my baby aspirin because you get once you get to this oh, yeah. age, you gotta take a baby aspirin for your blood. Um and wash it down with some juice because you know, I have all that beer I drank and this is gonna <laughs> counteract it. Sure, sure. <laughs> and then uh, it lights out. It lights out. Yep and away you go. It's a wonderful world. It is it's a great life. It's good to be me. Well sometimes. And then it's Thanksgiving. Uh I know. Well, we'll be here tomorrow, though. The building is closed. It's crazy. You and I are going to be the only ones in here tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's making it a five-day We can yeah, We,
3: we can. We do whatever we want. Yeah. Should we hop on the country stations for a while? Really? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cowboy you Ken. Have you ever done that? Did you ever do that? Do you ever play a record? I haven't. I never have either. I I haven't. I did a couple of voiceover things a couple of times.
1: and mm-hmm. tracked a little bit, but... Pff, I... I When Prairie Meadows went bankrupt in 93... Yeah. And they kept all the employees, but they made us do, uh, they did Christmas parties. it was kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But I had to DJ a couple of those. Oh, really? It was awful. DJ People Villa. it were awful.
2: Were you, are playing you playing that the records? For? No,
1: I wasn't doing that. I just played a song and I kind of sink behind the, wherever I was standing behind and hoped no one would come to talk to me. A lot me. of Stones? Yeah, there was a lot. It didn't make a lot of people happy. <laughs> that, was, that was that was a bad time. Anyway, DJ um, Miller, I love that. Uh, so you'll be at G Megs today. You, yes. and, you and Wolfgang have an abbreviated show. We'll be watching show. the game.
3: How great is that? Oh yeah. So they got a pile of TVs. Yes. If you're looking for a spot, maybe you also have a five day weekend. Going to start it early with steak night at G Megs and watch the Colts with us.
1: Can't go wrong. Do you have an opinion on the game?
3: Not really. Trent Frazier's is so good. He was ridiculously was he? good
1: last night. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I haven't seen him.
3: Yeah. And uh, he he missed the game. They lost to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. Yeah, that, that was a hell of a game. Yeah. It really was. But with Trent Frazier, they, yeah. they
1: beat Georgetown.
3: He's such a difference maker. Not a big Illinois team by any means, but outside of Jacobson, we know Iowa State right now
1: is a big. Jacobson is exceeding everyone's expectations. And I love to see it. Yes. I really absolutely. do. Absolutely. Great kid. Yep. And how about. Look, all the nuggets, we talked
3: about this earlier, all the nuggets from Bill Walton last night. Yeah.
1: He's kind, you know, as we talked about earlier, I don't want to rehash it again because we're out of time. (laughs) We are. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow jam-packed. We're going to try to squeeze everybody in. Uh, We'll do our darndest. Bama's going to be here. Bill Walton's going to be here. We'll get our last look with Dylan and with either Mark or Tom Cakert. Busy, busy Wednesday. Until then, enjoy your night, everybody. Appreciate you being here with us. All of our guests on the Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, tomorrow at 11. See you then, 1700, The Champ.
5: Hey, it's Taz. And I'm The Moose. Join us for our brand new morning show every weekday morning, Taz. That's right, from 5 to 8 a.m. on 1700, The Champ.
0: Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive. We bring out your best, the look that's really you. And Mr. Executive, you won't believe what we can do. We make the difference, the perfect style for you. Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive.
7: You can lease a car, lease a computer, you can even lease a business suit. So why not lease a hair system? Mr. Executive in Windsor Heights is proud to offer you this new opportunity. For just $200, you can enjoy real hair for 90 days. After 90 days, you can keep your new hair system with the $200 fee going towards the purchase price. Call Mr. Executive at 274-4049 or visit them at 6983 University in Windsor Heights.
0: Get ready for a revolution, Mr. Executive!
4: Dale. Granite City is known for their variety of seasonal menu items and on-site brewery with award-winning handcrafted microbrews. Come on out to Granite City for this year's Thanksgiving and enjoy a great family style meal. You and your family and friends can enjoy and leave the hassle of cooking at Granite City. Granite City Food and Brewery in Clive wants you to come on out for lunch, dinner, happy hour, or even Sunday brunch. Granite City showcases an open kitchen featuring chef-developed, handcrafted, made-from-scratch cuisines, including signature entrees throughout the week. Come have a great meal or drinks for happy hour or try Granite City for carryout or for any of your catering needs. Granite City has it all, located at 12801 University Avenue in Clive. Granite City Food and Brewery is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of gift certificates for only $25. There's a limited number and they're sure to go fast. Get yours this Wednesday morning at 9 before the holiday festivities begin. Get yours at this station's website under the Sweet Deals tab on Wednesday morning. Granite City, 12801 University Avenue in Clive, where fresh beer tastes better.
9: Dashing through the snow, to CVS we go. A $10 cash card for beauty brands and bows. Lights to dress the tree and stocking gifts galore. Candy cards and photo gifts and deals throughout the store. At CVS Pharmacy, we've got all the little things you need this holiday. Like a $10 CVS cash card. Yours when you spend $30 on select items like holiday decor. Going on this week. Plus M&Ms are BOGO free. Dash to CVS Pharmacy today. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details.
8: Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired?
1: 1700.